2: Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. A Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on September 14, 2023. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. Looks like Nick Roush thought we were staying home today. Oh, so, is he at home? Uh, that's what he's saying in the group okay, message. I got you. I'll get him at it. Okay. Well, I hope you're having a good day. We appreciate you tuned in and listening. We got a fun show planned for you on this Thursday. 502 414 1450 is the Thornton's text line. Text on in. No better way to get your day started than at Thornton's or with a little Grove Street party for a second time there. I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> uh, Scoots, you were running a little behind this morning. Everything okay? I was, yeah. It was another
0: morning. I slept with the windows open last night, so my room was just terribly cold. And then I had to you know, I had to fire up the old metabolism like I do every morning. so i was I was running a little behind today, but I, I got here I. S- I was second to you, but only by a few seconds, which never happens. I'm always the first More one. More
2: than yet. a few seconds, definitely. Uh, I, at least I was,
0: about a minute. We were driving on the same street at the same time. Not true. I was parked
2: when you no. turned on the street. You were at the stop sign when I turned on the street. Uh, that's not true. It's just not. That's <laughs> <laughs> blatantly false. I was parked when you turned on the street. It's not a big deal. You were, you were a little late today. What but Big whoop. At least we both came to the right place, unlike Roush. That's true. Roush? Yeah, unlike nor- Roush. Normally we
1: say when we're going from home, don't we? <laughs> i mean i couldn't come in yesterday because of car trouble so uh but that's me that's what assuming does and you know it makes an ass out of you and me mostly just me but uh we're making it work
2: i figured maybe the wife wouldn't let you come in the studio today and you just, you know, you just had to follow her <laughs> her her directives
1: that's what it is um but yeah no it's been a it's been a hell of a morning uh, yesterday was the hell of a day. Just, uh, you know, we're just grinding our teeth uh, to get to the promised land, which is the weekend. But um, yeah, yeah. I can say
2: confidently, though, I've never I've never been at studio when you've gone from home. I've been at home when you've been at studio. I, I, I mean this sincerely. You sound zero different than you would if you were sitting three feet away from me. Like I, I, if I didn't know that you weren't in studio, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. It does sound really okay, good, cool, you, right? You, yeah. You yeah. sound, you sound great. I bet the internet at your house is just rocking and rolling too. You don't have a, <laughs> oh. a musty mechanic smell just going up your nostrils right now. So yeah, you made a, you made a good call.
1: Is, um, so Scoot says that the studio has been cleared out because we're, we're moving studios. Is he a liar?
2: Well, I'll believe the moving studios part when we when I see it, but I can confirm that stuff is this place is emptier than the last time you were here. And I bet the next time I'm here, it's even going to be emptier than this time. Scoots is not exaggerating slowly by slowly but surely, the studio is being taken apart. Scoots, I imagine that uh, every day is a, a bit of a new surprise for you. It, it is, yeah. And it's not just like the wall decor because that's been slowly going missing
0: for weeks now. I think Dugan's just – every time he's here, he takes a little bit for – I guess he's got a man cave at home or something. I don't know. But, no, in here, TJ, I'll, I'll give you the rundown of what's going on in here during the commercial break. But they've taken a, bun of, a bunch of, like, transmitter boxes over there and everything. So, yeah, it's, it's been an adventure. Every day it's something new gone.
2: So the station – headquarters sounds definitely like it will be moving. I still think Roush, it's a fair question. Will we be moving with the station headquarters? Will we, will Uh, we be the intern cats at the new place and just be stuck on the outside? Or are they going to let us inside the doors?
1: uh, Probably, probably stuck outside. Um, Especially if Trevor's with us, you know, like, hmm. he's got full access to the new place. He's not even has a little code. He may Sad. have a little card.
0: Uh, I have a code
2: too. Uh, what? Well, they let Scoots in? They gotta let
0: us in. Oh then. man!
1: Well, yeah, they have to now. Yeah. Uh, man, I just i i I'm still a full on like I'll believe it when I see it because it isn't part of the problem like we couldn't. Uh, I'm not a technical person, Scoots, but we haven't had a dump button in weeks because things haven't been working. So how are they going to get it to work at the new studio?
0: They've got. I mean, it's going to be a completely different setup. Like, I'll I'll have to go in at some point before we go over there and do a little bit of training um, to get the lay of the land over there. But they, they'll have all that. I, I've been over there before. They have a dump button. I think ours may work now as well. I just haven't tried it in a couple weeks, just because.
2: Let's well, let's give it a shot. It's, Roush, it's, say your favorite slur. It's a, no, Any no,
0: no <laughs> absolutely not. Because it's not active right now. I'd have to activate it.
1: <laughs> what do you mean you have to activate <laughs> yeah, it? I feel like that should be activated at all times. It's the jump button.
0: There's a button that I have to push behind
2: me to activate the dump button. I think Scooch was actively dumped by his spam girlfriend yesterday. Oh, man. Jeez,
1: OP. So,
2: Roush, we do have some updates there. Are you ready for them?
1: I am, and I, I appreciate some of our, uh, how some of the folks have chimed in on the Thornton's text line.
2: Yeah, so if you missed it yesterday, if you didn't hear yesterday's Kentucky Roll Call, we go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, replay of the show 9 to 11, one on the FM side of things, 14.50 on the AM, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. You all know the spiel there. But yesterday's show, Scooch doing what a good producer does, providing content, says, I may have found my sugar mama last night, and or yesterday. And turns out he was texting with a woman that accidentally texted him. She was looking for some woman to play tennis with. Ended up typing in Scoots number. They Scoots has like a witty response back. They're like, I'm more of a golfer, but, you know, uh, good luck. Uh, the lady gets Scoots hook, line, and sinker with a, well, you seem friendly. I may as well introduce myself text. And at that point, the spam bot had Scoots just eaten out of the palm of her hand. Absolutely, Poor Scoots his, his did not answer. know that that is a spam technique, and uh, it turns out Mike Rutherford had a very similar spam technique, and he just played along with it. He knew it was fake, though. Yeah, I did. He didn't give him his financial information. I didn't either.
0: Just just my name. Mm. So I feel protected. Mm. Did Was there
2: any extra communication yesterday?
0: No, you know, and I wanted to reach out and, and be like, I know you're a spam. I'm, I've called the authorities or something along those lines. But
2: I was like, I'm just not even going to reach out. It'd be funny if you reached out and she, like you said that, she's like, I'm not a spam. I'm Justin, I really feel like we've got a solid connection. I'd love to meet you. <laughs> All right, I'm back you in. Fall back What's into up, it Amy? again one more time. Yeah, I know it's a, it's a spam technique. They eventually got around to talking about it on the Rutherford show a little bit. And and poor scoots. Uh, there is a, a positive text scoots that we'll get to later on the thirty yeah, text saw line. It. It's very nice that I think is uh, a, a good look for you. Yeah. That like you know even this, though this one was not real and it was a, a spam, uh, you may have been communicating with a robot or somebody from like Ethiopia or something like that. It does show that hey, you can carry a conversation, scoots. Yeah. Even if it is with a robot. Yeah. Somebody that's just trying to get all your financial inf- information. <laughs> It does give me a little bit of confidence back that I can, I
0: can, I still got a little bit of game.
1: I think that's important, Roush. He's still got his fastball. Like that's that's eh. what we needed to know. We thought that he lost it when he was too scared to talk to the teller at Churchill Downs and was just uh, shaking his bootstraps, yeah. even after drinking some liquid courage. But Scoots, I'm glad. See, this is why we've we've been telling you the dating apps. That's where you got to go. The, this is more proof that. You could thrive in the dating scene if you just put yourself out there. I, I feel like maybe I'm getting closer to getting back into the
0: dating life. I, I don't feel like the time is right now, uh, but maybe within the next year, I'll hop on a dating site, see if we can strum up.
2: Why, why such the long timeline?
0: I, I just, I'm not ready. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not done doing me yet. You know.
2: What what exactly would you do I don't, I don't
1: think any woman's gonna stop you from just doing you. Like, let's be real. Like your um famous advice from uh one Anita Roush, uh people don't change. <laughs> like you're gonna do you. It's cool. You can still do you, and maybe you maybe you can find a gal who likes to watch NFL Sunday with you, or maybe someone who likes to go to the golf course. Yeah, a golf course you. would be ideal.
0: You seem to have a good rapport with the ladies at Elk Run. Maybe I'll go back there, pick one of them up.
2: I just don't see the harm in getting on a dating app and doing exactly what you did yesterday, but instead of it being a spam bot or somebody from Ethiopia, it's it's an actual human being. Because like a lot of the, you know, Roush, again, we haven't, I don't, I, I was on, I think, Tinder for maybe two weeks back in like 2012, right when it had opened or started and haven't been on one since. I know you probably haven't been on one if ever, if not for a very, very long time, But my understanding of these dating apps is all of them start with some level of like texting communication, talking back and forth. I think there is one app where you can leave like voice messages for people, but that's creepy. I think people mostly like have fun with it and act goofy with it. But you're right, there definitely would be a creepy dynamic to that. I'm not 100% sure. I'm so far out of the dating game, I'm probably not the person to be giving the directives on all this. That being said, I do think it starts with just casual texting like you did yesterday. Yeah. I don't disagree you can, you with You could do that. Yeah, I could. And then I think you can kick it into high gear and turn that Texan into flirting at some point. I think we start out as flirting. Whoa, whoa coming in hot. <laughs> I'm not I'm not against that. Would you consider what you did... What was her name yesterday, <laughs> Alex? Amy. Amy? Amy Schumer. Would you consider what you did with Amy yesterday flirting? Uh, No. No, well, I wouldn't. Then I, then I would hate to see your flirting. and the, And I mean that in a dangerous way of like, oh, boy. If that was just you kind of, like, warming somebody up, I'd hate to see what it looks like, Roush, when he goes in for the kill, when he starts actually saying, like, hey, this is flirty, Scoots.
1: <laughs> You're right. Like, that was, that was flirting. Like, I don't.
2: No, 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 it was not flirting. That was just communicating, according to Scoots. Yeah. He, we um, don't even know
1: what Scoots' flirting
2: looks like, but it'd probably knock us on our ass, I
1: bet. I, I have a friend who's, like, he's very good at doing the early stages. And then he, he he loses it once he it's kind of like this is what I worry about with Scoots we're like he, everything's fine and then once he it's like date Mike and then mm. all of a sudden he thinks he's on a date and he's got to go out there and like go over the top and do all this and that like I I think that's where Scoots is it's like Scoots maybe you just need to communicate you don't need to flirt because. Your communication almost got your credit card stolen. That's true.
0: Yeah, that's very true. All you gotta
1: do, it just comes down to being a decent
0: human. All you gotta do is be nice. And there's a lot of people that misconstrue being nice for flirting, but what I don't consider what me and Amy were doing is flirting, though. Okay. Well,
2: I think I think by the end of the year, we I mean, freaking Trevor took the ACT test for a radio bit. Scooch, I think you getting on a dating app in the next three months. I think that's an attainable goal for the radio show.
0: Okay. Maybe I'll... Uh, yeah. I, I've got to get past Christmas and all that because I don't want to buy presents. So, yeah, maybe at the start of the year we'll I mean, fire that's it up. so
1: far away.
2: That's so far <laughs> away. You, you don't have to buy... You, <laughs> you don't have to buy what if I- Christmas presents for a Tinder communication. What if You're f- not going to send Amy
0: anything, are you? What if I fall hook, line, and sinker in this tender connection?
2: Okay, well then wouldn't you be happier to love. be in yeah, love and then have to buy overjoyed. like
0: a $25 Christmas present? Nope, I want to forego the Christmas gifts this year.
2: Then then you can make that establish in your new relationship. That's true, yeah.
0: If I don't get her anything on the first Christmas, then she knows she won't get anything on any Christmas. No,
3: well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? There is something that. to uh setting the bar low. <laughs> When it comes to gift-giving. You Some can make that clear
2: pray. in your texting communications. I think I think <laughs> yeah. you all, on the text line, we need to peer pressure into Scoots getting on a dating app. Uh, Trevor's kicked around that idea. You don't want him finding love before you do, do you? Well, I wouldn't mind that. Trevor <laughs> deserves love just as much as I do. No, you know you all have this internal competition of happiness between the two of you. <laughs> and I think the first one to really lock in a girl may cross that. Cross the finish line in that. And I think Trevor's pretty close. If he's getting up the courage to go do an ACT, Roush it's probably just uh, no time at all that he's going to be going out on hot dates before we know it. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I mean,
1: it would be so funny if Scoots just turned into this Casanova. Like it was, it, there was a reason he was staying away. It's because he just couldn't keep the women away from him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he just goes on one dating app, and all of a sudden... Just, like, flooded. Barney Stinson. Yeah, like, one different girl every week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: See, that's my thing, is I don't really... Like you all, I haven't been in the dating app game in a long time, so I don't even know where to go at this point, is my issue. Like, I, I know there's newer ones that people are on, and there's ones... like. TJ, you brought up Tinder. When Tinder first came out, it was a hookup app, but now it's a dating app. So no, yeah. no, I
1: think it was the opposite. I think it was a dating app that turned into a hookup app, and yeah. now maybe it might be close to back, but uh, yeah. Nevertheless, here I I'll, I can Rouch's I not can advise to be you the on one this. knowing this here,
2: Scooch. That's true.
1: I uh, my my sister, she she was dating a little bit and has found a, a Facebook official boyfriend, and I'm pretty wow. sure she met. On one of those websites, was so, it a dating yeah, app and, or a hookup app that they met on? Um, let's hope it was a dating app. But <laughs> the uh, but here's here's the real kicker is that this guy she's she's now official with. It happened pretty quickly. Um, he's a Tennessee fan. Oh no! Uh, yeah, yeah, and she even like met his family. Last week, while watching Tennessee play, who I don't know, they played Austin P or something, and she even said like internally, like, yeah, I was kind of, was kind of glad Austin P was playing it close. It was funny to watch him freak out. So <laughs> yeah, really need Florida to win on Saturday get this relationship off to a great start.
2: What a strange family dynamics in the Roush the the, the really tangled is. web We're that just, you all weave. You have a uncle that's the head coach at U of L. You've got one part of the family that's just like nothing but Ohio State. Now your sister's dating a Tennessee fan. You've got a kid named Duke. It's uh—you you live a wild life.
1: We really are rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't 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 hold us down. It seems like Which I guess. I guess brings us to last night. Should we should we discuss last night?
2: That's where yeah we were, that's what we were leading into. I I know you may want to spend more time on it than I do, uh, mainly because UK, UK just got swept. I thought they'd lose in four. Yeah. I thought they'd be able to steal one, but no nope, U of L uh, better volleyball team than Kentucky. U K playing an incredibly tough schedule, but pretty much everybody ranked ahead of them is is beating them. Uh, and even, uh, I think, one team ranked below them. So, yeah, not a good night for UK, although it did look like a good atmosphere, Roush. Seemed like you had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a great atmosphere. I mean, it's I'm one of those where um, it's, it's just anytime I see a big crowd for a volleyball game, I'm like, oh, man, this is cool. Um, I was surprised, and even Brooke was, that there wasn't more blue, but it must have been because there was more wives out there that looked at their husbands and said, you're wearing that? Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> Yes. Oh. So that we could we not just do the fun, like you wear a U of L shirt, I wear a UK shirt, like ha uh, uh, No, she she was not having it. She you, was not having it. Whatsoever. You know how I feel about that. Oh yeah, I do too. Like, and here's it's the a thing. T- it's Brooke, like it's a t
2: shirt. It's a shirt. It's a shirt.
1: And it was it was a black shirt. Like it wasn't even like I'm like it was just one of my I don't have a lot of UK attire because I can't I don't I like I don't wear it to games, right? I'm professional journalist Nick Roush. So I'm like, okay, you know, wear a UK shirt. No big deal. Um, she was just like, you're not, you're not allowed. And like, there was the tone that she had too, where like, I thought it was teasing McTeaser, McJoker at first, but it, it was not, it was not a joking tone. And I was like, okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. So I guess, uh, I guess I will put on a different shirt. It was, um. It was very, very emasculating. There's, there's no denying it. I, I have no, I have no excuses other than I just like, I, 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 lost. I lost this one, guys, and it's, uh, it's a big L that I've got to hold. Much bigger L than Kentucky had to hold because they just they should have won the second set. They were 23-22. You serve it out of bounds, you lose 25-23. Like just yeah, a lot of serve a lot the of ball. a
2: lot of un stupid, unforced errors from UK volleyball last night. That one yeah. was probably the biggest because you're right. You don't do that. You probably have a decent chance of winning that one. I still don't think they're winning the the match, but they're winning it that. They could have
1: sold the game, yeah. yeah, and not gotten swept.
2: Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I, I credit to you for like not turning it into a big stink and just changing your shirt. That's I, I can probably confidently say that's more than I would do. I just can't imagine like telling somebody, "No, you're not wearing that shirt," and then they go and they change the shirt, and then it's just like. La di da di da. Let's go have a good day. I got like I got my way that the person I'm with isn't wearing the shirt that they wanted to do. Like I feel so good about myself. Like I just couldn't I couldn't do that. And she doesn't seem like the type of person to really care about a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, and I don't think she did as much, but we also uh, babysitter showed up late. I was trying to finish podcast and like keep the side like there was just a lot going on uh-huh. to get us down there. So I was just like I'm not I'm not going to be like the child who doesn't put on the outfit that parent wants to. And then it's a whole like temper tantrum and then we're 15 minutes late. Um, so yeah, it was just a, it was a whole thing, but um, Hey, we got it, it. You know what I didn't say, TJ, she left early while I waited for babysitter to show up, got a ride elsewhere. And so I cracked three beers. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So that was, there we go. Yeah. So, compromise.
2: I, 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 I hate that for you, but it sounded like you didn't let it stop you from having a good time. Uh, Brooke, if you're listening, let people wear the clothes they want to wear. It's not. It's not that serious. It's just a shirt. Like it's. It, you know what? UK probably wins if you wear the UK shirt yesterday. I think uh, that's. I, I. think I can confidently say that after hearing this story.
0: Is it different for her because she played at U of L?
1: Yeah. Like, does that does
0: that make a difference here?
1: I I think her thing too is they had the U of SID like say hey we might put former players on the jumbotron so maybe she didn't want to like she was ashamed that she married this big uk doofus maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah
2: nobody knows nick roush is a uk fan <laughs> if you get shown on the jumbotron there's no chance people are
1: going to know who you are i will say it was being there um how anna De Beer? she's played volleyball for a long time at uofl and she's still very good um what's what's, what's going on there COVID years, are we still? I guess Azani Taylor is still playing for UK and she's been there forever. But uh,
2: where did De Beer yeah. go to high school?
1: I think Assumption. Yeah, she's, a- so. she's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's very good. Her serve is freaking nasty. Um, but uh, I'm curious too. Like that was, I know it was a UK game, but Sunday they're playing Stanford. There's probably more, you know probably be Wednesday game. night. You can kind of own the night, but I'm curious how that crowd will follow it up. Cause there was 12,800 people. They had people in the upper arena. They had to pull the curtains back because there were so many there. So, uh, it was a uh, pretty, pretty, pretty sweet crowd. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's impressive what they've done with that program. Does U
2: of all basketball have a game or the lower bowl? Is that crowded?
1: I don't think so. And like, I don't I think wanted so. to maybe make, the UK I, game. Probably the Kenny Payne would never jokes are like plentiful and easy, but uh, it's not really that funny when it's true, you know. It's kind of sad. And then yesterday, I mean, Kenny Payne is so afraid that nobody will show up to anything that he canceled Louisville Live. And yeah, we got to talk about it like that, that. Either because
2: I heard some inside scoop about all that, and and it, it ain't good. No, I, I bet the UK game is the only game at the Yum Center this year where the lower bowl looks like it did for last night's volleyball match. Obviously, there's going to be U of L games. They have more people and they'll announce higher attendance than last night's 12,000-plus, which is awesome, a UofL record. Congrats to them for that. But there's there's not going to be a true atmosphere where the lower bowl is as raucous as it is, with the exception of the U.K. game. Although, if UL stinks up to that point, they have a losing record, the writing's on the wall – I bet a bunch of the students wouldn't show up, in which case like those tickets can't go to UK fans. So even the UK game, I don't know if necessarily it's a guarantee that the lower bowl is more crowded or a more rowdy atmosphere than the volleyball match was last night. But that's more of just an indication with the state of the L basketball program, which I've heard a little bit of news on. And Roush is right. They announced some news of their own yesterday. So let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little U of L. We need to talk big Z at Kentucky some more. We had a great update with UK football yesterday. We'll let Roush detail that. It's gonna be a jam-packed Kentucky roll call. We've got the Thornton's text line that we are a couple days behind on that we need to finish. And trivia Thursday with Corey Price, an hour number two. Don't go anywhere. This is KRC on the big X. (laughs)
1: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
3: So which opponent poses the biggest threat to you in the Me. tournament?
1: if <laughs> so I get Bye. drunk and fall down, hurt myself, I might lose.
3: She cried
1: to the southern wind, by the light that to Every dream in the heart was gone. Heading for a showdown.
2: Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio, Justin Hello, is the producer, Nick Roush, co-host, I'm TJ Walker, the other co-host, hope you're having a great start to your Thursday. You can make it even better when you pop into a Thornton's that is well lit. They've always got and funky music going on inside the store. And you can get whatever you need and probably save some money doing so. If you're a Refreshing Rewards member, download the app. You are guaranteed to save money at the pump each and every time. And once you click on the app, you'll realize there's a lot of specials and goodies and deals for inside the store. It'll tell you gas prices closest to you. So if you need to save a few cents, who doesn't want to, per gallon of gasoline, you can go to a, a place that's even cheaper. Because there's thornton's on every corner.
1: You know what today is, too? It is the 14th. Free Coffee Thursday! Woohoo! Uh, yeah! Free Coffee Thursday! It's the best day of the week! Free Coffee Thursday! Get your drink! I like free it. Coffee Thursday! Yeah! Oh yeah! Official uh, Free uh,
2: Thursday
0: coffee song.
2: Thornton's! <laughs> Woo! I think Roush has had uh, several cups of his free Thornton's coffee this morning. Uh, how good did it feel this morning, guys? Uh, this is just probably going to be a bit that we do every day. <laughs> <laughs> Like time zone. Until we get yeah, exactly. Until we get used to it. Uh cool weather. How about that? Uh no, it felt so good this morning. Borderline cold, Scoots. Are you wearing sweatpants? I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing I, a long sleeve shirt. I mean,
0: I didn't have a choice. I, I didn't really I feel like sweatshirt was maybe overkill. I probably could have thrown on like a lighter one. Um but yeah, it was cold for sure. If I
2: didn't have to work this morning, it definitely would have been sweatpants and a hoodie sort of morning. Uh looks comfortable, feels good outside. The Roush, there was a fire downtown Louisville last night.
1: Yeah, uh, this is unrelated. This of... is
2: unrelated to the basketball program talk. By the way, this is actually a real fire.
1: Yeah, uh, Osaka is that right? The Japanese restaurant? I've never heard of it. I actually
2: but... didn't know what business it was. I know it was in between Fifth and Sixth Street. Uh, it was across from the new Derby City Gaming, and it was a three alarm fire, which is I think more than a two alarm fire.
1: But yeah, not quite a four Sake alarm fire. restaurant. Um, some down, uh, streets are still closed as they, uh, figure out what the hell happened there.
2: Yeah. It looked pretty serious. I think they said they had a hundred firefighters working on it. One firefighter was hurt with non life threatening injuries, but, uh, yeah, serious, it, it, it's serious stuff downtown. So I think a lot of traffic in the area is going to be a little messed up. So allow yourself some, some extra time, uh, not l- as literal, but also pretty destructive. Kenny Payne's Louisville basketball program, also seemingly on hmm. fire. No Louisville Live, which everybody could kind of see coming, Roush, because, well, if you were going to do an event for the start of the basketball season, don't you think it's- about a month out we'd be hearing something about that? U L had not said anything. But in a release just announcing their annual red-white game, they threw in just a little caveat, a little sentence in the middle of the release saying the event known as Louisville Live will not take place this year as we like brainstorm the future of the event or as we plan out the future of the event. I forget their exact wording, but that's the gist of it. You'll just have to take my word for it. So they announced no Louisville Live, which most people expected to be the case, but you finally get the, 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 the official confirmation. Louisville fans have gone... Both ways on it. There's a portion that's like, you know, who cares? No Louisville Live, big deal. We won four games. It's supposed to be kind of a celebration. What is there really to celebrate? And then there's another group of people that are like, you know, who cares if you won four games? You need to drum up excitement for this new season. By not doing anything, you're not drumming up anything. And secondly, this hurts other programs. The, the, the women's basketball team always took big advantage of Louisville Live, and now they're not going to get an event like this just because basketball couldn't swing it or they couldn't make it happen. And you've got some people that are disappointed in the athletic program. So the L fans, as most fan bases in a situation like this, are split on whether it matters, means anything, doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything. This is something that does matter and does mean something. Is I've heard from people connected to the U of L basketball program, and Roush, you're you know you're the same way. Football it may be even a little different for you because you do have some family relationships there. But just being a somewhat media member in Louisville, I I don't I do radio in the morning. That's really the extent of my media job. But you'll hear stuff from time to time from people that are more connected. I was told that this. No Louisville Live was a part of a bigger list of concerns that this probably isn't going to surprise a lot of people, but it's kind of somewhat surprising. There's a real sense that Kenny Payne's already mailed it in. And I hate saying that. And, oh, like, man. I hate saying that if that's not true. I like Kenny Payne. I thought he would do a hell of a lot better at U of L. I didn't think he was a threat to UK and Calipari in terms of, like, on the court results. But I did think that he was going to get good players into U of L. I thought recruiting was going to be, you know, maybe he would steal a guy from Kentucky every now and then. But I didn't think, you know, again, that Kentucky was really going to be totally threatened by them. But. Supposedly, the writing on the wall—the no Louisville Live—that was in part just because people at U were trying to get in touch with the basketball program, and like, what do we have in mind? We, you know, you can't do it this year at Slugger Field. There's just not going to be enough people. We could maybe do something similar at a Louisville Live, where it's got our Louisville Live at Fourth Street Live, where it'll be much more smaller and intimate. But we can't do a big thing. What are you all thinking? And people in the basketball program just let it kind of slipped through the fingers where eventually the athletic program had to come out and be like, okay, we're not doing it this year. Um, And it's a bigger list of just like, you know, when people around the program were trying to talk about like, hey, is Nolan Smith leaving, not leaving? There was kind of some shrugging of like, we don't, we're not really, it doesn't seem like he's totally in the loop with this program and doesn't seem to care about not being in the loop with this program, a.k.a. all this to say, it kind of seems like, it doesn't kind of seem like, I'm pretty confident this is the case, it's a dead man walk-in situation down on Floyd Street, Roush, where it's like he knows this is it, he knows this team isn't going to be good, and I'm interjecting my own opinions on this part, but it seems like the sense that I got talking with somebody is that like the, the writing's on the wall, the curtain's on its way down, and he's not really doing everything in his power to try to turn this around because he didn't get the players to turn it around. So I think that the coaching staff knows this team is not going to be very good. There's not going to be a lot that can change. And at the end of the day, this is going to end with U L having a new basketball coach by the end of the season, if not potentially during the season, although I think they're going to let him finish out, uh, assuming he wants to and assuming that he's still giving it his all, which there's already concerns that he's not doing that. So, no Louisville Live, people can have their opinions on that, but according to some people close to the program, it's uh, it's, it's waving white flag time to a certain degree.
1: Yeah, and he just has a resting I don't care face too. So, like, he has to almost go out of his way to make it appear as though he's caring or trying. Um, so, I wonder if any of that could get lost in translation. But, I'd, I mean, the signs are there. As to what you're saying, you know, like it's not I don't I don't think it takes a genius to try to have to connect those dots. Uh and the thing that's hurting I uh, I don't know if it's hurting him the most, but like Volvo fans cannot you can't preach patience to them. Because look at the success of everybody else in the transfer portal era. Look how quickly you can flip a roster. I mean, Colorado is one of the most talked about teams in the country. One and the they were 1, one,
2: one of the most watched teams in the country.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I know Deion Sanders coached Prime as a high bar, but like, Kenny, you were a national champion at your alma mater. You coached tons of NBA players at Kentucky couldn't get those guys to come to your school and make them play well together. Like they're that that's the, uh it's like you, we might give you a little wiggle room to be bad, but not this bad and not this. I think the part that's like, if you're the, the reason why this is probably going to be a, a last straw for some, like I, I'm sure some Louisville fans don't care. They be like, I wasn't going to go to Louisville live anyways. But part of the reason why you hired Kenny Payne was to kind of, bring together a broken fan base, right? Like he was supposed to be this healing figure and he's not done that at all. And it's not just the wins or losses. There's like an indifference. There's a, mm-hmm. like, you all don't understand how hard this is. It's like, you're, you were supposed to be the guy that everybody loved that made you want to come out. And now you're canceling like one of the few things that level fans, I mean, they love to just put their line beards on mm-hmm. and get their crown Royal and go like put their L's up for their, for their cards at Louisville Live, and taking that away feels like a very just, just dumb. Like I, I don't. I, why would you? I, I don't. I don't understand.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a dumb move. It's helped them with recruiting to some degree, it, uh, maybe not so much Kenny Payne as it did Chris Mack, but uh, it it you know that Super Six that that was part of like the Louisville Lives baby. That class was incredibly overrated and ended up not doing anything at U of But they they kind of came together at the Louisville Live event. It, it, it's a good you know it's a good event they did it at 4th street live they did it at churchill downs they did it at slugger field and each time it's had its fair share of like hiccups and that's probably going to be natural when you're just moving it around like a three ring circus but they i think it's been beneficial to some degree and i think when you have a 4 and 28 season you come out the next year and you you do two one or two things you would think One is you're very vocal about how unacceptable the season was, how embarrassed you were, how embarrassed everybody should be about this season, but you're going to fix it, and you're going to work like hell to fix it. And you're doing media opportunities because each and every time you talk, it's separating yourself a little bit from the disaster that was the 4-28 and season, and you can just sell optimism. Like a used car salesman, you can just keep turning the conversation to this upcoming season to this upcoming season. That's one way to go about a 4 and 28 season. The other way is to be quiet, to not do a lot of media, but behind the scenes you're impressing and turning every head at the university. Kenny Payne's a man on fire behind the scenes. He is he's chewing out his assistants. Yep. He's working on the recruiting trail. He's traveling here, he's traveling there. Nobody's seen him on the golf course in weeks. It's Kenny Payne going undercover, moving in silence. Like lasagna or a G, no, a G and lasagna. You get the reference. Yeah. Supposedly, Kenny Payne's not really doing either. He's done a few media opportunities. He's not the most like raw, raw speech kind of guy off the get-go. Similar to kind of what you were alluding to, Roush, and those weren't great because he didn't really seem to provide any answers about how this upcoming season would be different, and that would be alarming if you were a U of L fan. And then, secondly, he. He's not doing a ton of media, but it's also not really looking like he's busting his ass behind the scenes either. Uh, He does a lot of golfing, which, again, if I were rich, I'd be golfing a lot, too. Don't blame Kenny Payne in that in the slightest. (laughs) That being said. Imagine
1: how much Scoots would be golfing.
2: Oh, man. People forget Scoots won the lottery. I'm shocked that you just didn't live on a golf course.
1: I pretty much did.
2: I would be playing every day. I played a lot. That's what got the confidence for getting uh, even on the Augusta Par 3 course. Yeah, now I've lost it. You've lost it now because you don't I've get to play it. as much. No. but And you're about to not play as much when you get a girlfriend either. That's true, which is one of the reasons I don't want one. That, well, could find a girl that golfs with you. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. We're back at it. Uh, so Russell uh, didn't really do but, either but, of but. the two options. He wasn't like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. fix this and that's a promise, and he wasn't also working really hard behind the scenes. Now you don't have a Louisville live event. Now nobody's excited for this upcoming season. You lost a player to Australia in August. You nearly lost a coach to the G League Go-Go's. If, if he would have been picked, he did not, so now it's kind of like this awkward, now he's back in the facility sort of deal. <laughs> it's sa- well, Shockingly, I know we say this a lot, it somehow sounds like even a Bigger mess than it's ever been, and you just wonder where like actual rock bottom is for the University of Louisville basketball program because I don't think they found it yet. Believe it or not.
1: Yeah, and the part that I have never understood in all of this, there's no shortage of U of L butt slappers that will do your. They they will carry whatever water you ask of them, and he's just he he has this resource at his disposal and all that requires him to do is to just like drop a few little nuggets here and there. And you know, like that goes a long way and he's not even doing that. I feel like that would be the easiest of them. Like he could he could be as lazy as he wanted and play as much golf as he wanted to. Just tell the sheriff like, "Oh, things were looking good with this guy. Hey, you you might be worried that so and so is gone. I forget which they've had so many people leave. But hey, this card's looking really good, and they could spin it and they could run with it. I, I, I've I've never understood that part. Like, why is Rick Bozich the only guy he talks to? I don't I don't get it.
2: That's a great. That's a whole other question. I didn't really get into that, but I wish I would have. Just like, what's his deal with media? Scott Satterfield gave. Uh, he, he came off a ninety point beatdown to Kentucky. The following offseason, he goes into the U of L radio offices the ESPN radio offices gives them just a bottle of bourbon and his time. And I and think just- like three U of L media personalities fainted because they were like, so star with <laughs> Scott's tots, frickin' Satterfield they threw his own, un- their underwear at him. Satterwhite go that they did. Actually, he left with three pairs of signed underwear.
0: What a deal! That's, all, every,
2: you're, that's a great point, Roush. How easy it is just to like get people excited. And that's a, I, I, again, they didn't they didn't directly state this, but I'm sure this falls under the umbrella of just like what is he doing? Like he does, it doesn't even seem like he's really doing his job around the facility anymore. Uh, if I were a U of L basketball fan, I gosh, there'd be a part of me that's just like, can we please just rip off the Band-Aid now and build any sort of enthusiasm or excitement for the season, even if it is going to be terrible. They're not going to do that, and that's probably the, the right call. It may not be the right thing to do. But if he's quit on his job or he's not doing the job as outlined in the contract, then you would need to look at that. But I can't imagine going into a basketball season where like the serious conversation is, do we get double-digit wins?
1: <laughs>
2: Just like the bleakness it's Trevor's of Trevor's ACT
1: that. score higher than our win total. It's
2: the That's the bet of the century. It is like we really do need to get a big board somewhere. People need to make the call their shots. What's higher, well, U win total or ACT? We'll find out the number to beat for U of L basketball. You know, sooner than obviously March, we we'll, we'll get Trevor's number before we get U of L's number. But I think people need to decide though before we find out Trevor's ACT score.
1: So here's the, here's the thing, TJ. Um, there's a partnership coming to the website here soon. With a sports gambling company, maybe I can see if the book can get a can get a bet out on that. I, I know that they might be like, wait, I don't I don't know if we can leverage a forty year old man's ACT score versus Louisville win totals, but they might be surprised how much action they get on it. I'm in. I mean, I'm I'm going
2: Trevor's ACT score. And I and I already and I'm kind of like hedging a little bit there. I guess maybe middling's a better word for that because I've got a bet with John. Hey John, i he, the 15's a push. Anything above 15, John wins. Anything below 15, I win. But I still think that it's going to be lower than 15, but still higher than U of L's win total. That's how <laughs> bad of a basketball season I think U of L's coming. Shh. And that's funny because U could win 12 games. Trevor could score 13. And U of all basketball would still have three times as many wins as they had the year before. Yeah.
1: That's true. That's true. Gosh. Uh is their schedule too? They had a pretty tough one last year. That would have been a fun schedule if they were good, like back in the Patino days. Uh, but they just got Molly did, did they do they or do they do the let's let's try to pick up some wins thing?
2: They did more of the let's pick up some wins thing, but it's still not the easiest in the world. It's just it's it's like a fine it's kind of black or white. Like you're definitely losing these games and you're prob you should definitely win these games. There shouldn't really be a lot of middle. Um, but they play in the Empire Classic where they've got – do they have IU or Texas, game one? Texas. Texas. Texas, Texas. and then they'll play the – lo- they'll lose to Texas. So they'll play the loser of IU-UConn. Those will be two losses there. I do think they finally have to go to DePaul this year, which I think will probably be a loss for them. Obviously, the Kentucky game I think should be a loss for them. Besides that, I don't think like – all right, I've got a, a, some of their games – yeah. U- UMBC, they don't have to go
1: to, to the uh, the SEC-ACC challenge because they're not good enough to be in it.
2: That's true. They don't have to worry about that one. They play UMBC, Chattanooga, Coppin State, Arkansas State, Pepperdine. I, I don't think their out-of-conference schedule is totally complete yet or at least from what not I've seen. They So I, they should get more than four wins in the out-of-conference.
1: <sighs> should. Didn't we Could say that last should've. year,
2: though? We did. We certainly did. And, and they, they And then they'll they'll play in the obviously they'll play in the ACC which I think should be better than last year but still not like the the biggest world beaters in the world. I think yeah, I think 12 wins for U of I'd probably set the over under at like 10 and a half. Man. Yeah. 10 10 and a half, maybe I'd push it to 11 just to cover my butt a little bit. Where 11 I'd get as a push. So yeah, I'll, I'll go 11. 11 wins is the over-under for UFL basketball this upcoming season. I think there's a good chance it's the under, too, for what it's worth. Let's get a few texts here on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. Uh, no shocker here, the internet's not working all that great. Where hey, did don't we? don't you
1: worry, though. I got I got plenty of internet in the South End. That's
2: what I love to hear. What do we got up first?
1: i um, I'm So many great messages here. Um, uh, I don't think we read. I got, it. Read this I got one. It, Ralph. Is it the podcast listener here? Yep. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if we had read that one. Uh, Freddie said on Leach's show that the ACC is better than the SEC this year. Some point on-field performances have proven that state correct. I'm back to hoping seven and five f- for the season and not worse. Wouldn't you? Th- wouldn't logic dic- tell you the other way if you think that the SEC is worse than the ACC? Then Kentucky can be better than that.
2: I thought right? the same thing when reading that text message. Is shouldn't we? Should if you think the SEC is worse, don't you think that Kentucky should have more uh, yeah, success in right. a weaker conference? Or do you think that's just in like UK is being implicated in that statement too? Like the SEC is not as good as we thought it was. Thus, UK is not as good as we thought they were. They'll struggle more. I guess that's what the text is getting at. But that that seems more like a reach. And secondly, that, Freddie's wrong. The ACC is not better than the SEC just because. Miami won a home game against Texas A&M, and Florida State won a neutral, basically a home game against LSU. That does not make the ACC better than the SEC for what it's
1: worth. Right. Um, I would also say it's like it's two weeks in, um, we're overreacting a little bit. The problem is, is just that quarterback play in the league's down. I mean, that's that's what a lot of this comes back to. <laughs> You've got first year starters at Bama and Georgia. Uh, I mean, right now, if you're looking at it, like Spencer Rattler is probably the best quarterback in the SEC right now, just from a production standpoint. That's a weird uh, way to say team, Devin Leary, and his team stinks, you know. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's two weeks in. We got we got to let the cake bake uh, a little bit more. I'm very excited to watch. I I know people aren't, but. I want South Carolina to just get ran off the field against Georgia. I don't think sh- Shane Beamers never scored more than 17 points against them. Um, so that's exciting. And then man, the, the Tennessee, well, there's some nerves that they're there's there's a lot of nerves down there in Gainesville. They haven't won there since 2003.
2: Tennessee so, hasn't uh, won in Gainesville since
1: 03? Yeah, they've only won twice there in like forty years. That's
2: weird. Kentucky won last year in Gainesville. I oh, know. And then they won also in 2018. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Uh, 2003 is a really long time.
1: Somebody tweeted out a video of the uh, the intro for the last time that it was like the CBS like lead-in to the to the game and they were showing like Peyton Manning highlights. <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Been a while. Been a while.
2: Yeah. Uh well we'll t- we'll talk more about the football schedule the week that's coming up tomorrow probably. Just glance at all the spreads for the SEC. I'm tempted to take the points on all of them, including UK can't believe Mississippi State is a ten point home dog. Alright, well maybe we'll I get can. into the
1: football conversation now. I can. They stink. Did you did you watch them? They wow. should have lost to Arizona. They are not good. They're also um
2: they were. Right, up they, were up. they had that game against Arizona in a good spot, and then they just totally took their foot off the gas. And then they, yeah, they were kind of fortunate to win at that point, but they were in control of that
1: game. I don't. It doesn't have his yards per attempt, but it's very bad for Will Rogers. Um, whatever stats I could pull up. I mean, they're throw. They're running at sixty percent of the time, maybe even closer to seventy. Um, instead of throwing the football. He's still completing a high percentage of his passes, but 389 yards through two weeks. Man, I wish this had yards for a tip. That's why ESPN kind of stinks. But they, they're they not – Mississippi State isn't very good. Their, their defense could have something to say. and Maybe you um, think that Jaden Daniels isn't as consistent or as good as he should be. But, yeah, they um, – I don't know. Mississippi State stinks.
0: I uh, watched a video yesterday, and, and you all probably remember this, but I definitely didn't. Yesterday was the 15-year anniversary of Auburn beating Mississippi State 3-2. to Ah, what a game that, that was. That was
2: a fun watch. I feel like that was in the span of a couple SEC seasons where you just had some hilariously dumb defensive outings. like it was the 6-9 like uh, Alabama, Al- Alabama LSU. Alabama a couple times, yeah. Was Kentucky ever a part of just a real low-scoring Close game. I know Kentucky's had some low scoring totals in our history, unfortunately. Uh, not always in close games, though.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the, having the scoop and score to beat Louisville 28-2 to was kind of
2: That was a funny. long, yeah. And that was kind of in that same, what was that, 08?
1: Uh, oh, 08 or 09. 09. I wanted to pull it up because I was going through. It'd be 08 because 09 was that UK. I was trying to formulate a take about how this season could like, I was trying to get a feel for it. I was because of the 2009 season. Um, uh, yeah, I think actually I take it back. I think it was the 08 season that I was, uh, thinking about where like they, they've won, they've won some games that they like by the skin of their teeth and then lost some that they shouldn't have. Uh, I mean, they lost to Alabama 17 to 14 in 2008. Um, uh, Lost to South Carolina by a touchdown. And they turned it over like five times. Beat Arkansas 21-20. I mean, it was just a, a very wild, weird season. Um, that, that Arkansas, Arkansas game, game was, was uh
2: one. That was as wild of a football game as it gets. Beating old Bobby Petrino in that one. And young TJ had gotten his wisdom teeth out.
1: Ooh.
2: Roush, you're missing my cool haircut. Of course, Scoots didn't say anything about it. Not surprising, unfortunately, to him. But I was getting my haircut yesterday. Uh, and my hairstylist, barber person, uh, she's getting her wisdom teeth taken out soon. Have you had your wisdom teeth taken out?
1: I have. Um, it was, uh, I very vividly, I forgot. I went to some show at the palace like uh, a couple days later. I, I don't know why. I just remember getting out of my car at that spot and then seeing people eating. At uh, what was I forget the name of that old restaurant? It was there forever too, and they've got one on the river. Had the old buffet, the Spaghetti um, Factory. No, but now if you just say um, a place
2: downtown, that's going to be my
1: first guess. But it was right across from the Palace. It was a very big, very large uh, establishment. Um, but I just remember seeing people eating in there and being like, "You sons of bitches! Like I hate all of you." Because yeah, it's hard you were to, out on the town to just,
2: though. I was. I was. I was just in bed. And then my buddy, my neighbor, got his wisdom teeth out, and he went to the game. And I was like, "Well, if he can go to the game, then I can go to the game." That was also back when they just give you like, you know, pain pills like they were Willy Billy because oh. the medical oh, yeah, industry yeah. was like, "There's nothing wrong with them; they're not addictive <laughs> at all. You'll be totally cool if you take these things." Yeah, which they were cool. I mean, that was like a cool time. But yes, uh, the medical industry very wrong about that, and now they don't do that. I wonder what they do if you get your wisdom teeth out now, just like Advil.
1: No, or they'll do the but just uh, a
2: much more limited pain pill prescription.
1: Right, right. They'll do that, and then, but also like uh thousand milligram or five hundred milligram ibuprofen, where they just up the dose a lot. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I how old? Is, like, I, I don't. You're not supposed to ask a woman's age, but it uh, was the first thing I stylist? saw when I met
2: her. I was like, "How old are you, lady?" Uh, no, I, I don't know for sure. I would guess she's like thirty-seven.
1: That's like such a weird time to get your wisdom teeth out. That's a very much a I think I was first year out of college or maybe senior in high school. Yeah, I was in high school too. But
0: by by the way, that was the best week of my life getting my wisdom teeth out. Nothing. Tell us about it. Nothing better than just eating instant mashed potatoes and ice cream for a week straight. It was awesome.
1: See, I didn't even want to eat mashed potatoes. Like, I didn't want to eat anything. It just was so awesome.
2: I don't think I really wanted to eat anything. But when I was still kind of like high on the gas getting out of surgery, I was like, ice cream now like go get me i like i was like getting in a fight with my mom she was like tj look in the mirror at your mouth and i like looked (laughs) and it was just like blood everywhere and she's like you want to you're going to get some chocolate ice cream with that i was like yeah yeah, okay take me home (laughs) yeah but then we you know that saturday i was on friday that next night i watched the cats come back randall cobb was wearing who
1: was it dickie Lyons' jersey number 12 yeah yeah uh... Dickey had just had the season-ending injury.
2: I mean, he was. We got Randall That's Cobb cool. wearing the number 12 jersey, playing quarterback, helping the Cats come back, beat Bobby Petrino, and Bobby Petrino had that really dumb look on his face, and boy, I'll miss that look. <laughs> I really will miss that look. We saw it a lot. Not as cool. much as we'd like because he kind of owned UK, but between his personal struggles uh, and also his failings at UofL eventually, we saw it a
1: lot. Did did uh did you all watch any of A&M Miami on Saturday? Did they show any of his dumb face? I didn't I, see a lot I, of his dumb I face. Like I see. did
2: watch it, but I don't remember seeing so much of his dumb face.
1: We need to get more Petrino shots in the booth of him just like mother effing everybody. Well, geez. And, like, getting I thought red we had and- the right
2: play call. <laughs> the safety came up, so we threw over the top. Uh, Let's end hour one. Hour number two coming up. We're going to have Corey Price trivia. That's going to be a little later in hour two than normal, just a heads up, probably being segment number two for those that may be planning around their Corey Price trivia. But we've got a lot more text to get to. So we'll do that when we return. We need to give a big Z update with UK. Hour two of KRC coming up next.
0: Well, it's her way of seeing. over you say over i ain't heard no family
1: welcome back for hour two of kentucky roll call
0: nothing is over until we decide it is
1: with walker and rosh we're just getting started bro
2: Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1.1, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Thursday. We hope that you're having a great start to your day. It can be better if you find lunch at Salsarita's. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthew's. Wildly addictive chips. Everything's fresh. I'm going to get some Salsarita's catering this weekend. We've got the family golf scramble and then... Right after that, going to lead into some salsaritas. So excited for that! You can get salsaritas catering, and you should because they make it easy. It's delicious, something for everybody, and you can do it all at the touch of your fingertips on the salsaritas app. Make sure you download it today. Keep salsaritas in mind for all your catering lunch or dinner needs. It is delicious. The Thornton's text line is also delicious with great textures and great points. We'll get to that here in a moment. Our big Z update, Roush is more people are just more pessimistic, unfortunately. Oh, no, Roush, no Roush, he's here. I don't know, Roush.
1: I just I kept talking without hitting <laughs> the unmute button. Dang it. Um, yeah, it's it's not looking great, Bob. I've kind of already resigned myself to the fact that it's not going to happen, um, and I'm not going to go down kicking and screaming because uh you probably could hear my voice when they got him but i've just always been a little leery about how good this guy actually could be um obviously with two injured seven footers you'd rather have a seven footer that's not injured but i really think that's the only value he would bring to this team maybe some spacing right like he could add some but i mean he would be coming off the bench to sub in for Trey mitchell sparingly at the start of the season. And then how much would he play once Bradshaw and them got back? I don't know. So I'm I'm not as um, upset about it as some others might be just because I, I don't think some guy they found late in the process is going to be the difference in making a championship or not. Now, maybe that's me being a little foolish or overconfident because it's felt like in recent years Kentucky's always a piece away and that piece is right on our fingertips – most notably the one that was sitting on the bench in 2020 that wouldn't play in the form of Shaden Sharp. But um, that's kind of where my head space is right now, TJ.
2: Now I've wondered that throughout this entire process with like how big of a deal it was. Like, all right, well, how much was he actually going to play? And I think as time went on and we learned more about him and more tape became available and more experts were talking, it was like, oh, well, Darn, he he could be a nice player for Kentucky. It, forget about this guy. You know, we I think some people looked at him, myself included, maybe initially at least, in a somto role or serial role where it was like just a body. He can go get fouls. That'll be nice mm-hmm. if 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 you have Bradshaw or gonna, if they're hurt, they don't come back in time, they have a lingering injury, they get in foul trouble. It'll be nice to have another big there. So when that's was the. You know the the cake topper. It was like we don't really you don't you shouldn't have to have him. Hopefully, it should just be kind of an afterthought here. Hopefully, the cake is good enough without the topper. But I, don't, I I'm conflicted on it. Uh, and this puts a lot more pressure on Bradshaw and Uganda, not only to be healthy but to be good, to be good and healthy. If you yeah. only have one of them, you're going to be – I mean, that's not just an ideal situation to be, to to go into the season with only one five. Yes, Trey Mitchell can play a little bit of five, but imagine Trey Mitchell – no offense, uh, and I like Trey Mitchell a lot. I'm very happy we got him. I think he's going to be a really, really nice player. He shouldn't have to be your five, though. Imagine him having to guard Hunter Dickinson in the Champions Classic. He, Hunter Dickinson would score on him quite literally every single time. It wouldn't be good news. So I, I do think if he is ineligible – it is not good news for UK. I think it's a little bit more than what maybe you're, you're sensing. And I initially kind of agreed with you, but I I think the more I think about it, you just cannot go into the season with only two fives and both of those being injured, unknowing if either one's going to start the season and when the other one may or may not even ever play. So I do think if you don't get them, it's kind of, it's a, it's a bummer for sure. I think it's a, Somewhat sizable loss, mostly from a depth standpoint. I still think if everybody's healthy, then you're fine. You really then I agree more with you, Roush. But everybody's right, not healthy, right. unfortunately. So I think the depth, the the missing added depth, will be a bummer if this goes the way that now the experts think it's going to go with him not playing at UK. But Jack Pilgrim talked on Kentucky Sports Radio yesterday and and on his YouTube video from, I think, two days ago, talking about this situation. And there is, I think, a little bit more to it that should be yeah. discussed. When Jack's saying that, like, yeah, one of the tests, there was a red flag, and I can't get into it, but he kind of alluded to, like, there's concerns about maybe the legitimacy of one of his tests. Yes. Like, again, there I don't think... UK is not I mean, doing the right thing in all this. That being said, they, they are not as black and stuff. white as a lot of people think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the more that I've talked with people, the more it sounds like they're just asking him to do another thing. And he's like, dug his heels in and just like, won't do that. You're like, Nope, I'm done. Um, so that, that part's discouraging as well. So I, it does feel like it's just like everybody is being very stubborn. All parties involved, from Big Z to admissions to everybody. I, I agree. Jack alluded to that too. That,
2: like, you know, Big Z could take another test, but he feels like the test he's taken is good enough. He took the test that they told him to take, he didn't have the assistance needed. It, it does just sound like there's so many. Di- it's like the Spider Man three person meme where, like, they're all pointing at each other, where it's like, it's your fault. Well, it's your fault. It's your fault. This is all just seems so dumb. How is there not an adult in the room to remedy this situation? And it brought me to a tweet I had yesterday. At an absolute minimum, couldn't UK say, like, listen, well, you know, hand up. We'll take the blame for this, Big Z. We didn't give you the amenities that you needed to take this test. You should have had a proctor or whatever he needed. Uh, Jack has said multiple times that he didn't have the resources that he needed for this test. UK, just own up and act like it's your fault, even if it's not your fault. And everybody play nice, and this could be sorted out where he could play in the winter. I don't, nobody's had a reason why that couldn't happen besides the fact that, like, sour grapes that people are bummed out with the way the situation has played out, and it's just all parties involved, maybe best to go in their own direction. I would get it from the Croatian sensation standpoint that, like, I want to play an entire season. I can play an entire season here. And DePaul is the school that's been kind of thrown around. I can play the entire season here. Why would I stay at this place Well, that didn't even necessarily want me off the get-go And now I only get to play half the season. I could understand that from his perspective. That being said, if I'm UK or if I'm Calipari, I'm talking to him and I'm saying, we want you here. I'm sorry with everything, how it unfolded. We're going to make it right. Yeah, you're not going to be able to play until late December, but you'll get all of January, all of February and all of March. And those three months alone at the University of Kentucky are significantly better than five months at DePaul, five months at Xavier, five months of whatever kind of you know middle-tier program it looks like he would probably go to if it wasn't U.K. And I would try to convince him that, yes, it stinks, we dropped the ball, you should be eligible day one, but we're going to do everything in our power, and then you're going to hit the ground running when the season, when conference play rolls around, and we'll be happy to have you then. I don't get, Roush, why that's not being discussed, why this option's not being discussed. It's either he needs to be eligible immediately and Eli Capilouto can sign a waiver to make him eligible immediately, or eh, he's going to go somewhere else. Why not this option three?
1: Because I think in order for him to – like he's got to get a visa to get into the country, so it's not like he's a kid that's living – Elsewhere and can like move to Lexington and then get ready and then just start taking classes in January. Cause I believe it's what happened with Shaden Sharp. Like I think he moved here in early December, but then couldn't join the team until later that month. Once the winter uh, intersession period began. Um And then, then he did. So like he was basically there for a month before school and basketball started. And big Z can't do that because of visa stuff. Like he has to have, he has to be enrolled to get a visa to show up
2: that makes sense but c- no and i think that's probably true and that's a good uh, i appreciate you explaining that out couldn't he go to bctc sc for a semester boom i'm a student here's my visa and i'll be transferring that, over to the university of kentucky in the in the ooh, winter
1: what if bctc wouldn't let him in cuz he won't take the test <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I, can you can you be enrolled in bctc and Play sports at UK? That's a good question.
2: I would think no, right? But yeah. you can do everything else, right? As a student, you get all the amenities.
1: Yeah. You got access to everything. Good meal plan.
2: Yeah. That's a good question. I don't think I don't think it'd work that way. But all right, there's your big Z update. I, I've just wondered why the experts in the know haven't kicked around the idea of like Coming to the, you know, just joining second semester. I do think you're right, but also why not stay in Croatia till early December and then boom, get your visa and head on over? Doesn't seem impossible either, but I, I you know, I get it. At some point, he may just say, like, I, I don't care about the University of Kentucky that badly. Like, I'll, I'll just go play yeah, somewhere right. else then. I hope, yeah, but I hope right. that's not the case. I hope you can still make it happen. I think from a depth standpoint, it just gives you a nice safety blanket that you otherwise don't have. Um I do think Jack mentioned that Somto is still a possibility if they really feel desperate for bodies but he would stink no offense to him like he would literally just be five fouls where I do think Big Z which I think it's fair to question just what he would or wouldn't provide but I he at least be in he'd be a a possibility to knock down open shots. I think at a minimum he could do that at a minimum I think he could block some shots.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously, in
2: limited time, but maybe he could be more than that potentially. Regardless, I'd rather have him than not have him, and it, it, things are not trending in the right direction
1: for some stupid reason.
2: Let's get back to the Thornton's text
1: line: 502-414-1450 is the number. Um, briefly, I did just want to mention, like, hey, Liam Cohen, he's all the way back. Yeah, all the way back. Going to be calling play Saturday. Um, he described it as a wake up call. Uh, when he spoke with the media for the first time on Tuesday, um, and it was a little foggy, but thanked every everybody that helped through the situation. He thanked the Big Blue Nation for all their support through it all. Um, but it sounds like he's good to go um, and should be fine. So I, uh, one of the reporters asked, uh, "So was the film that really that bad <laughs> Saturday? Because uh, that that's kind of our normal line of questioning. Like here, here's a soft toss to get things rolling." Was how'd the film look? And uh, I guess, guess it didn't look good for Liam. Um, but See, uh, that was a all-
2: joke. That was a joke that was going around. Um, but without knowing his status, if like you, nobody was gonna say it publicly. But it was like, right, how bad right. was that Eastern Kentucky tape? Uh, a reporter just went ahead and asked him to his face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, what yeah. reporter was this? Uh, I'm not sure, um, if we're going to be completely honest,
2: it's funny. It's, did he laugh at it? Did he have like a good, yeah, oh yeah, it, it right. was, it
1: was, and, and also the, it's, it's, it, it's an easy crowd, the media gaggles. Cause like, it's just kind of a weird social setting. So like any sort of quip gets like a, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so, you know, it didn't take much, didn't take much.
2: What if when they asked it he just like, you know, he grabbed his chest or something like that. He could have played along with it. Uh, no, it, the the whole situation's a little weird to me, but I don't care if it's weird to me. Um he seems like he's in good spirits, he seems to be in a good spot and that's all that really matters, right? He's going to be there Saturday and it seems like for the most part he's not going to he's not going to miss a beat. He's going to be right back doing He's already back into it. I think he said that on Monday he had his iPad back and was already kind of doing some film and that sort of stuff. So it seems like something scary happened, but they're going to monitor it moving forward, but everything else is going to be the same.
1: Man, going to be a tough day to be a zip.
2: I'll oh, tell you all. Would you say zip them up?
1: <laughs> they're already zipped up.
2: Uh, flipping back and forth between basketball and football. UK did offer VJ Edgecombe in the class of 2024. Um, uh,
1: no relation to Joey Finstall?
2: I don't. Th- I don't think that they're related. He's from Long Island. I think a four star fringe five star. I think. I, don't, I think some places have him five. I think some places have him four. Uh, again, things are a little not foggy. I guess is the right word in twenty twenty four. We don't really know direction Kentucky's going. It seems like they're really prioritizing Carter Knox, Kevin Knox's little brother. Now they're offered VJ Edgecomb. They want Billy Chandler. We'll see
1: or Billy Richmond. Billy Richmond, yeah, excuse me.
2: Billy Richmond. We'll see who they end up with, but it doesn't seem like they're in love with the twenty twenty four class as a whole. And with the transfer portal being what it's what it is, UK needs to be kind of delicate with this. But you are gonna be replacing a ton of people, you know. Is Boogie Flan the twenty four? Boogie Fland yes. is, and yeah. UK is going after they him. were, I saw they were watching him yesterday. Yeah, I, so I feel like I've kind of mentioned almost all the names of, of the people that UK is going after at this juncture, but, uh, but uh, I think Indiana's going after Boogie Fland, aren't they? Uh, Yeah, and pretty hard, so Boogie's
1: going to be a Hoosier.
2: Why it's, do you think that IU wins recruiting
1: battles against Kentucky? Where are you getting I mean, from? Rick is going to get Boogie Fland before Mike Woodson does. W-
0: words have power, TJ. I'm just trying to talk it into existence. Yeah. This, okay. isn't, this isn't Neverland,
2: buddy. <laughs> a texter says on the Thornton's text line, scoots need to be careful. We don't need roll calls version of Mel Tucker too soon. Yeah, probably too soon. This wasn't going yeah. down a Mel Tucker road anyways. Search search for her on Facebook or social media. Did you try any of that? I did not, no. Did you get a last name? No. Just So you gave her your full name? Did no, you, I just gave her my first name. It's weird you won't show us these uh, conversations. I'll give you my phone right now. A texter says, "When were we having discussions about morality? Maybe we should stop and think. Hey, if we're on the same side as Trevor, maybe this isn't the best idea."
1: What? How are we on the? I feel same like side as him?
2: Uh, regarding the DraftKings thing, Scoot said, "Well, Trevor was on my side."
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah, a good point. You, 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 That's a good point. Good texter. point.
2: It is always yeah. kind of bittersweet when it's like you do have somebody on your side, but it is Trevor.
1: exactly
2: somebody that you if you disagree with you're not always you don't feel so terrible about it
1: i just love that we're about to get into just a string of texts about scoots and his new girlfriend so i can't wait um john's got one that says catfish or not justin you find love my friend uh five foot nine 123 or five foot three 288 either way you give it a shot Uh, He said, hey, TJ, individuals drumming to collusions on Mahomes, Chiefs, Cincinnati, and Borough. If you're watching ESPN from their shows or looking at some of their tweets, uh, then you would understand what I'm saying. Anyway... I'm not trying to be rude. I'm sorry for a long text. I'm trying to get a point across.
2: He says, especially the likes of Coach JB from Last Chance U. Why would you well, care about the coach from Last Chance U, his thoughts on Mahomes yeah. or Joe Burrow? I, I yeah. hate these mans that are just like the norm in sports radio, podcasting, sports media in general, where it will be like one person will say something. You get these tweets all the time, Roush, where it's like mm-hmm. Mahomes struggles in a loss, Burrow struggles in a loss, but only Jalen Hurts gets... It's criticized in a win. It's like, where? where, where? Who, who is saying that stuff? Like, I think everybody collectively thought Joe Burrow stunk on Sunday along with the entire Cincinnati Bengals. But because one person will say something, people can kind of, like, hunker down and go on these long rants and make themselves feel better. But in reality, it's not – they're arguing against a mirror.
1: Exactly. Um, you mentioned all the media stuff, though. I am curious – I I wonder if somebody had a counter for how many times ESPN showed that Aaron Rodgers play on Tuesday. Because it had to be, like, do you think it got close to a thousand? For sure, no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I mean, just with all their shows, all I mean, it was any time I walked around, I was you know I was at the bar in the office, and any time I walked past something, it just, yeah. That sucks it, for Aaron. I hate it for him.
2: Holland. Somebody sent in a NBC link for the wrong number text scam, just basically confirming that Scoots yeah. got got, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean,
1: even my dad was like, yeah, I, I got that text too, and I knew it was a scam. Wow.
2: Let's hit our break now. We'll come back. We'll get Corey Price on for Trivia Thursday, and then we'll do our best to wrap up the Thornton's text line. I promise we'd finish it. it may have been a lot. We'll come back. We'll do, it. We'll do our best. We'll do our best on Trivia. Inside,
1: hold on tight, because it's going to be wilder than any insane crime. But to be the man, you got to beat the man, and I'm saying, Woo! I'm the man. Woo!
2: Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call on your Thursday morning. We appreciate you tuned in, listening to us. You'll appreciate some Shady Ray sunglasses. If you go to ShadyRays.com, polarized sunglasses, affordable price, over 250,000 five-star reviews, 2 million people in their sunglasses community, and they are A-plus rated on the BBB. That's because they have great customer service. They've got a great... Deal where you can get 40% off sunglasses if you use promo code Big X checkout. Big X checkout. They've got men's, women's, kids, prescription, golf, snow goggles, and they're our favorite, UV shirts. Do not forget to use that promo code Big X checkout, shadyrays.com. All right, we're working to get Corey. And once we get him, we'll let you know. In the meantime, Roush, we could read some text because we've got plenty.
1: Oh, yes, we have plenty.
2: Um always jumps did, around on us if we don't do this if, intentionally.
1: If anyone believes their government on aliens after COVID, all I could say is bless your heart.
2: The Mexican alien story did have a resolution, turned out to be fake.
1: Wait. No. How so? That,
2: like that guy is like a known hoaxer. He's a journalist, but like he's been caught doing some hoax in the past. And then they I Twitter community notes said it was fake. Community notes don't lie.
1: Here's my question though. Like I mean, obviously the the hearing happened, so like they couldn't sniff it out before having the hearing?
2: I guess that is like a pretty big issue for the Mexican Congress is that they did not sniff this out as a fake beforehand. I mean, it took internet people to be like that's definitely a fake and then I guess they proved it somehow. Yeah.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's just dumb. Like, come on, guys.
2: We can get Corey Price's thoughts on the Mexican aliens. Corey Price, how are you? <laughs>
3: I'm um, I'm doing good, TJ. Uh, those things don't don't look real, don't don't look real. So I don't
2: know. Well, aliens as we know them aren't real, though. So shouldn't any alien Correct. look? No. You know. Yeah, uh, but but I just wouldn't That's think fair. that Corey that are that those aliens would look exactly the way that, like, humans have thought aliens have looked for as right. long as we've been doing movies and books and all that sort of stuff.
3: Yeah, a little suspicious. Uh, I'm more fascinated by uh, Scoots with the whole dating nap thing, actually, more than those mixing, uh
2: How Scoots could get scammed aliens. on a... Yeah, dr- yeah. Exactly. It was a hoax. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a bummer for... It just stinks to see him just, like, bubbly, so bright, so happy... He had had a conversation with a girl, Corey, which is a fun right. feeling. And then just for us on air to have to let him down so harshly, Scoots. It's, it's I'd rather good. you all yeah.
0: let me down than the actual girl. Than though. Amy? Yeah. Than
2: find out, yeah. like, all right, I just need your credit card exactly, information, yeah. in which case you'd know. <laughs> uh, you've never been all a right. part of a, a scam, have you, Corey?
3: No, no, I am not.
2: Good, good. Happy, Happy to hear that. Uh, Corey Price, he comes on every Thursday. We do Trivia Thursday with Corey Price. Nobody knows about U.K. sports history, the stats, the numbers, all of it. He does. He's a statistician, after all, for the U.K. Sports Network, and he works for U.K. Athletics, PR, and communications, and we're so always appreciative of his time. He's been celebrating 50 years of football at Kroger Field, Commonwealth Stadium. He came out with the first three teams of his all-home field team, um, which was fun based voted on the, the media and then now he's doing a bracket for the best win at Kroger Field Commonwealth Stadium have you had any upsets that you just totally disagree with Corey uh, I mean it's in terms
3: of seating there's there's an upset but for me personally it was it, it was hard to see the, the the game so I mean I don't think there's really any upsets in terms of the quality of the wins but in terms of seating their ass uh, we're down to the final four uh, Although the voting looks like uh, it's pretty clear what the the final two will be for today, which will vote until tomorrow. Um, it, it looks like it's going to be uh, 1997 Alabama against 2007 LSU, which I think is pretty clear. Those are probably the two biggest wins at home. So uh, around 4 o'clock or so, I'll let people vote on that for about a day. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I know what the...
2: Yeah. yeah, 2007 LSU is going to win. I think most yeah, of us know it's heading towards that. Roush, have yeah. you kept up to date with the, the bracket here? Have you been voting? Uh, I,
1: I have not been on pins and needles up to the bracket. I apologize. What? <laughs> yeah,
2: Corey's working his butt off, and you're not even voting?
1: Mm, no. I just, Haven't you seen just, the yeah. South
2: Park Voter Die episode?
1: Uh, no, haven't mm-hmm. seen that either. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm out.
2: Uh, I've got a few issues with a few of uh, of the games. One, I feel like almost all the Louisville wins, with the exception of 2007, were a little overhyped or overvalued. Um, <laughs> And I think it's just because it was Louisville as the name, but like some of the like the 2009 Louisville win was an under like that was a disappointing win for UK. Oh,
1: that was that was the most forgettable. Like that, you know that should have never the of the series. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, that I, I agree. Um, there's so like again, I had a few issues like 2017 Tennessee, and I tweeted about this should not have beaten. 2016 Mississippi State. You probably don't have Mark right. Soup still at Kentucky if not for the 2016 Mississippi State game. And the 2017 Tennessee game was an awesome game. Like seeing Steven Johnson helicopter do almost a John Elway into the end zone was a really special moment. I wasn't actually at the game. I was covering a Louisville City match that night, but I remember the match ended, we ran down to the bar against the grain right underneath the the stadium and we watched it and we were so pumped up about it. It was a great win. But it was not a bigger win than 2016 Mississippi State, in my opinion. And then I, I think 2011 Tennessee is getting a little too much love. I get that it ended the streak. That was a special day at Kroger Field and Campbell Stadium because it was pretty. But that was a
1: bad atmosphere. It was, it was a bad. Like, well, was a weird, you know, it was a
2: bad crowd, like in terms of yeah. numbers. But it was Thanksgiving goodness. weekend,
1: like none of the students were there. I I, the, I didn't go home early because I'm like, well, Kentucky's going to lose. That was a weird crowd for that
2: game. The people that were there were super loud, and I don't know if either one of you all were in the press box, but after that game, the press box was literally shaking, and partially it was because wow. the people above you were running down to try to get to the lower level to get to the field, but I remember being like, there may not even be 40,000 people here, and like we're shaking in the press box, which wouldn't be necessarily a guarantee even at a packed house. So that was kind of crazy, at least in terms of that. But it was such a bad crowd. It was such an ugly game. UK did win, which we were happy about, and it. it did end the streak. But give me 2010 beating Spurrier or South Carolina over that win.
3: Right. Well, I mean, I, I agree. Those, I mean, you're splitting hairs on some of these. And, That's then, true. And, I, and I'm, you know, living up to the fans and.
2: Yes, uh, you're a man of the agree. people, and I like it. I like a good Twitter poll. It hasn't been overly kind to Kentucky this week, but you'll get the semifinals yeah. today. I'm sure everybody's already following Corey Price on Twitter, but if not, at CoreyP08, so you can get your voice in, and I agree with him. We're going to get 97 Alabama, 2007 LSU, and I, I, I think that you probably had an inkling when you made this entire yeah. bracket that 2007 LSU was going to be the winner. Yeah,
3: yeah it's, I mean, it's pretty – Pretty straightforward, but you know, I figured I'd give the uh, fans a chance to have the vo- the voice heard.
2: As you came out, LSU I home was just, since then.
1: Yeah, last year, Colin Baton two years ago. Sorry, Colin Baton Rouge. Remember? yeah, oh, o? yeah. yeah It was it was fun. Uh, I, the one thing too about the the LSU game in 07 that really puts it over the top is that. No. I, I I mentioned somebody was writing about this cause I was asking for like favorite Kroger field memories, uh, in honor of the 50th anniversary that's tomorrow, the lead up to that game and everything, like everything just felt teed up. Like and as soon as they started booing, there was a guy that said he was in the marching band. And like, at that point it was like, yeah, I knew we had a chance to win then Cause there was very much, you know, Kentucky had won something like 10 of their last 11 games. Um, uh, they had a chip on their shoulder and it just, everything felt right. It was beautiful weather. Like I, I think all of the other things combined with that, it just really reached a crescendo. Uh, that's, that's one of those that's going to be hard to top just in the next, in the next 50 years. Right. Like it, cause it just, it was such a magical day in Lexington.
3: Yes, it was. And I was a uh, senior at UK. So I, I just, it just meant that much more to, to me personally.
2: I bet that okay. was a, a fun night in Lexington. Well, I, I think I, I may I may have worded it wrong. I meant when was the last time LSU won in Lexington, and it was the Bluegrass oh. Miracle game. Uh, so you know they haven't won. They've only played in Lexington twice since that game, but big fat losers in both of them. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. The 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 series of UK LSU at least in Lexington has been really good and competitive with plenty of. Uh, or, no, I shouldn't say plenty, but with some U.K. wins as of late, or in the last several decades, which isn't all that late. Um, all right, Corey, you've got some trivia for us. Let's see if we can redeem ourselves. What do you got first?
3: Well, uh, tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of the first game uh, ever played there. Uh, we, they played uh, the Virginia Tech Hokies. So I was want to know who scored the first touchdown for U.K.
1: at Commonwealth Stadium. Gosh, the quarterback ran for two scores, and he threw for another. And I can't think of his name, but that would be my guess. Gosh, and I, uh, it's going to bug me. Is it? Is it the quarterback, Corey? Uh, the first touchdown was a pass, so a QB wasn't
3: involved, but he didn't. Uh,
2: I feel yeah. like I feel like Mark Story at one point did a story on this. Although I think it's been many years now. Um. the name's gonna the name it's a funny last name like ends in a vowel or something like that
1: Um, oh yeah 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 I think that was actually a guy that helped beat Florida Not um, not, not, not
2: Eloy Vargas but it's something similar to that I can't think of it um Gosh, yeah, I was hoping you, you could maybe figure it out. If I could, if that's that's like some of my contributions to my trivia teams is like I'm not going to get it, but hopefully I can like poke somebody where it's going to click in their brain. Uh, who give me the name so I can kick myself in the butt?
3: Uh, it was Ray Barga. He scored on a 13-yard Gosh. pass from. Ernie Lewis, <laughs> not e- not
2: Eloy Vargas, Ray yeah. Barga. That's right.
1: Yeah, he- I mean, you couldn't. Have, you really got us like as close as we could. If this was horseshoes, <laughs> if this was horse grenades, we'd be we'd be blown up.
2: No, that's a piece of history that I think UK fans should know. Um, yeah, yeah. First first touchdown, he caught it right. It was a pass.
3: Yes, it was a 13 yard pass from Ernie Lewis with 11:04 left in the first quarter. So it was a pretty quick 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 score. And uh, Ray, he, he only scored three touchdowns in his entire uh, U.K. career, and one of the
2: three is you know, pretty good. Good one famous. to score. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know. uh, that That's was, pretty
1: um, awesome. Was John Ray the coach? So, uh, is that correct? No, uh, it was uh, Kersey. It was Kersey. Okay, because they fired him to, like, all right, we got to – Classic, build a new stadium. We're opening a new stadium. We need some hype. Let's bring a new coach in. Okay. Right. Yep.
2: What do we got next, Corey?
1: Okay, so, like I said, we played
3: the Virginia Tech Hokies in that first game. Uh, do you all know who the radio play-by-play announcer for Virginia Tech was in that first game?
2: Well, I feel like it's got to be – no, I, I don't know, but I feel like it's probably going to be somebody pretty notable.
1: I would think yes. so, okay. and I can't even – I can't even recall of people that came for Virginia Tech. Because I know, like, Al Michaels, he did the red. Like, he had some big, prolific um, kind of gigs before he became Al Michaels. But, yeah, I wouldn't know. what. Maybe. Um, Scoot, you have any idea? You're a radio guy. I have no idea.
2: No Maybe idea. I would
1: guess. Uh, I don't even know who would be, like, big in the 90s. Yeah. Stumped. Stumped. It was Marty Brennan. Oh wow, man! And I was sniffing around the Reds too. Why didn't I just guess Marty Brennan? Should have known that.
3: Yeah, he Dang he him. he left he left uh, VTech the following year to become the voice of the Reds. So,
1: gotcha.
2: That's a that, a that is a fun after piece of trivia. Left. Gosh, we didn't get it right, but that's a fun piece of trivia for everybody listening. How about that? What do we got next?
3: Okay, so uh, UK has had eight head coaches since Commonwealth uh, Open. Uh, of those eight, only two have a losing rec- have a career losing record at at Commonwealth. Do you know those those two head coaches?
2: Oh, that's a good question.
1: Okay. Um, you would think Guy Guy Morris only had one year, but he did well. He did pretty. Um, he did. He did solid. I I think I know the answers. I think I know the answers because. Okay. We remember the the bad Joker in, and that feels like all hanging fruit. But Bill Curry is definitely in
2: there. Bill Curry there's, has to be on
1: there, and there's I, no doubt in my mind.
2: It's just kind of a different era with Joker, where you got those cupcake games, where maybe that would be enough to give him a winning record at home. But I would that, those would be my two guesses.
3: So uh, Bill Bill Curry's right. He was one game under five hundred hit a twenty-one and twenty-two record. Oh
1: my gosh, he was only one game under. And, and then was it and.
3: Uh, the, the other was actually Guy, Guy Morris. He was three games under 500. He, he was five and eight. At,
1: Ooh, at, at really? Uh, yep. I, I guess because he had a couple interim. I thought he was only one year at Kentucky though, but I guess the interim tag and then they removed it for a year and then he left for Baylor. Yeah, he oh. uh, he, he was a the coach there for
3: uh, two two seasons. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a trivia question, Corey. Do you know where Joker Phillips is nowadays?
3: Oh, I should know. Is it a UCF or something?
2: No. Uh, he's been all over the place over the right, last, like, six right. years. He's currently at NC State. He's NC been there State. since 2021.
3: Yeah. That's right. Oh, wow. He's been all over the place, yeah. yeah.
2: He was in Maryland, Cincinnati, Ohio State. He was with the Browns. And then everybody remembers his brief stint with Florida where he was sending out the really weird tweets. hmm Yeah, come yeah. play wide receiver for the Joker. Do you have any more for us, Corey? Is that it for this Thursday? I um,
3: mean, yeah, I've got more. If you go
2: All right, let's do one more, yeah. Okay,
3: so there there's only one school the U.K. has played at least three times at Commonwealth, and they have never beaten do you know what school that is?
2: Is it out of conference?
3: No. Ooh.
2: They've only played three times.
3: No, no, no. I'm saying there, there's only one school that they played at least three times and oh. they haven't beaten.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And it's yeah. probably somebody in conference.
1: Yep. Um, you know what? It, sadly, it could be Ole Miss.
2: That's the only (laughs) one that uh, I I can think of a win against every other team at Kroger Field or Commonwealth Stadium, except for them.
1: And because those games got infrequent um, too, where like you know the the series did not become a regular sort of thing. Uh, But
2: could it be uh, A and M? I mean, the A and M would be the only other one.
1: But they didn't play, like, in and the 70s. Or yeah, the I don't think they would have yeah. played
2: either. But uh, all the other ones we can think of, that that's going to be kind of embarrassing if that's the answer to this question. Is it, is it Auburn, too? I, don't, I can't remember. Ooh, I can't remember I can't an Auburn remember. win. So, so Nick is right. Uh,
3: it is Auburn. We are 0-7 all-time against them at at Commonwealth.
2: Makes that so Thursday night loss back in, what, 15, even more painful now, thinking about
3: it. Yeah, uh, of, of those seven, three have been by six or less. In 1975, they lost by six. And then in 2010 and 2015, they both lost by yeah, three three points. Uh,
2: the Cam Newton so, loss was brutal. Yeah. It's like Kentucky <sighs> played so hard in that game. You could tell Auburn was more talented. UK goes and ties it up, and you're like, boy, this is exciting. <laughs> and then just like it was nothing. Uh, I mean, it was a big third-down conversion on that final drive, but they just marched right down to field goal range. Bada-boom, bada-bing, up and in, and then they went on to win the national
1: championship. That that game is similar to the one where Kentucky lost to Georgia in Kirby's first year where you're like, oh, man, if they just had a touchdown here. Like, if you needed the other team to score a touchdown, maybe they could get a stop, Mm -hmm. but you just knew they were going to be good enough to get into field goal range.
2: Yep. No, just knew it. no doubt about it all right Corey, you'll be at kroger field on saturday for uk's first night game of the season against akron cats looking to bounce back after a somewhat lackluster performance against eastern kentucky and then after that Corey, it's conference play uk heads on the road to vanderbilt do you hit the road when they do or do you stay back home
3: uh, I do go to the road games that are close, so I will be in uh, in the Nashville, yes. Nice.
2: Okay. Well, we can talk about that next week. Have a great weekend, Corey. We appreciate your time. Thanks for the trivia questions and the fun facts, and we will talk to you on Thursday.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Corey Price, again, make sure you're following him on Twitter. I bet that you already are, at Corey P08, Corey P08 on Twitter. All right, uh, text line jumped around on me again. A What was the the, the one about the aliens? And then, then somebody said, holy poop scoots. <laughs> Another texter says, Kentucky plays Nebraska in Lincoln this Sunday. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not getting any easier for the Kentucky volleyball. <laughs> what an insanely uh, tough enough.
2: schedule, but uh, yeah, that's going to not be good.
1: She said the tickets are crazy. Last I checked, they were over 145 for those noseblades in Lincoln. For valuable, <laughs> uh,
2: no wonder that they are the, the program that they are. Uh, good, yeah. good for them. Buckle up! The Mexican government just released alien photos. Said they're dead aliens from a thousand years ago. Unfortunately, debunked. But uh, aliens still very hot in the streets. But uh, that also means you're going to get some some fabrication along the way. Uh, Texer says, "TJ and Nick, the fact that Eli and Mitch didn't step in and facilitate the Big Z's admission to UK speaks volumes to me. If I were Eli, no admissions person would say no to me if I ran the university. This is absolutely. This could have app. Ab- this could have been worked out, and it was because of a petty adult in a that were mad at each other. Absolutely disgusting.
1: Yeah, and as we alluded to earlier, if you didn't check it out, listen to the podcast. It does feel like there's." It's not as black and white as it's been presented, um, which makes it even more difficult. I just know that, like, for folks on the outside looking in, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, how can we not make this happen?
2: It's a it's a weird situation. Like, like, how is
1: this the one that, of all the players getting them in over the last fifteen years, this is going to be the one that doesn't work? Like, come on,
2: folks. It's UK basketball. Like, it it just it's going to be weird situation after weird situation. Uh, that we're just we have signed some sort of contract with this. Let's hope that this one works out in UK's favor. They don't always, but sometimes they do. A texter says maybe Kentucky should look make it look like Big Z took Algebra three before Algebra one, then they would surely clear him. In all honesty, the entire thing's a complete joke. Clear the kid already. Sincerely, a Louisville fan that loves your show. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for listening to us. Uh, sorry that sometimes we're kind of tough on U of L. Wow, reasonable U of L fan, too. Uh, secondly, that is a good reference that Eric Bledsoe on his transcripts did at least take Algebra 3 before Algebra 1. May have been a red flag, but guess what? Old Eric B played at Kentucky, no problems. Unfortunately, he also could not hit a 3 against West Virginia back in 2010 thirty-two from deep, the Cats were that evening. And uh, that UK career ended right there. His academic career, as far as I know, ended right there. But shout out to Eric Bloodso, Fun guy. Kirby says, LOL. So Scoots had a full convo with a catfish or a bot and is in love. Can't wait to see this play out. Also, guys, I just picked up tennis at 35, and it's a blast. My serve sucks, but that forehand. Tennis is a great workout. Tennis is so tough. It's a great workout. It's fun. I played tennis a, a bit in college and after college with a buddy of mine that I don't play with as much anymore. But oh, Roush, I forgot to mention this during the the daily double dip, the commercial break, Scoots comes in here, gives me like a once over and says, "Oh yeah, you are thin up top, aren't you?" <laughs> oh, Scoots! A- after after I
0: complimented,
2: the BS, you were such a liar. No, you didn't. You you gave me some like petty compliments after the fact of what you said. <laughs> You were like, but I do like your shirt, though. And it is a nice haircut.
0: No, I said nice haircut first. Mm.
2: You always give somebody a compliment before you insult them. Major insult. That. I was riding high from the haircut, and Scooch just wanted to come with a lead pipe at the knees. <laughs> He's not wrong. Sadly, is the truth of it all. It's probably the biggest thing that bothers me. Kirby says, or uh, we already read the Kirby tweet, LMAO would scooch vote for her first. You got to see what that mouth do. <laughs> <laughs> oh you gosh. did yesterday, just blatantly come out and say that you would vote for women based on their looks. I mean, yeah, that's that. Yeah, is that sure? The, is,
0: is that what they fought for? Is that what the suffrage movement was all about? I don't know. But, I mean, all I know is if I lived in North Dakota, I'd be voting for Christy Nome every time. So Uh, On the flip
2: side, you know, Scoots, you're a free American. You can have the criteria you want (laughs) to vote the way that you see fit, right? That's right. (sighs) What and Justin Kalen won't tell you is that he actually found this sugar mama on Twitter when he subscribed to a foreign page. Can't put your phone number on the pages you like, bud. Oh, that's where I went wrong. Mm. Damn it. It's cool, Scoots. I've been in sales my entire career. I also hate people. Time to get out then, buddy. Another texter says, Scoots, it's a scam. I know that now. Robert, I've never been more convinced that aliens don't actually exist after that pathetic display by Mexico. You expect me to believe that they legit just took that mannequin from the men in black set? Stop <laughs> it! Also, I need a, K, a few KRC koozies. Wasn't able to make the golf scramble. Thanks in advance, Robert. We'll definitely get you some for you. I'm actually out. Like I was way too Willy Billy handing them all out throughout like tailgates and the golf scramble. Um, but I, I think I still have a few at my parents' house that I'll just steal um, mm-hmm. and may yep, just have idea. to make a may may make another order of them. What if we we're did that dirt. koozie in white? Just That'd be kind of cool. Eh, white shows dirt. It does. That's why I went blue initially. What if we'd go checkerboard? That would be cool. Just a nothing but a checkerboard yeah. koozie. Okay, are you paying for these this time? I could maybe split. <laughs> My man. All right, I'll take <laughs> it. A texter says, We'll get we'll get you settled, Robert. I actually feel Or like you can s- get
1: a shirt. You can buy a shirt from TJ too.
2: Yeah, Robert, we got shirts as well. Good point, Roush. People forget that. We do have KRC People shirts. I'll it. send them to you. I actually, if you live in Louisville, I'll deliver them to you. Uh, But I'll probably drop mailbox. Let's not talk. I actually feel for Scoots because I can tell he legitimately enjoyed the conversation he had with with Miss Green Text that lives in L.A. Scoots, if anything, this has to be your wake-up call that a good experience in dating is out there for you, pal. All it takes is a bit of courage to start a conversation, and then you'll be off and running, building some chemistry, as you've shown with L.A. Girl. So no more letting potential experiences pass you by when you see a hot mama out in public. Say something. Say anything. Hopefully we hear more about future lads in the
1: future. I agree. That was such a great text. I agree. uh, It made me so happy when it popped up on my app last night. I was like, ah scoots you just gotta gotta put yourself out there bud well and,
0: and it does it brings back a little bit of confidence and now if i see a woman out in public that i find attractive you, you've you inspired me i'm gonna talk to her do it scoots go
2: and on i get on a dating app i might on a dating app. Another texter says, Hey fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here with another in-season hypothetical. If you had to choose between Big Z coming to Kentucky and the Smith Twins, who you taking? Big Z might push Kentucky over the edge for a Final Four, but the Smith Twins guarantee you two blue-chip prospects to add to a stout UK front seven. I'll take either. Either scenario.
1: Yeah, um, I think immediate impact would be Big Z, but Smith Twins could help Kentucky have its best front seven class ever, and they might be teasing something happening on Friday. Um, I know it's going to be a big game. They're reopening the stadium at Corbin after a ton of—I mean—they spent millions of dollars on renovations down there, and they're hosting Frederick Douglass. It's going to be a huge, huge football game. But could be could be more to that. So uh, something something worth keeping an eye on. I think that,
2: like the logical answer would be you get two players for a combined six years. If you add their years together versus one who may be around for like four or five years. But I'd say the only difference is you UK football can make up for not getting the Smith twins at this moment. There's no other option besides Big Z for UK's basketball roster this year. So like again, the logical one would be take the two player, take them take the quantity versus maybe an added quality, although the Smith twins could be quality. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. Salt Lake Brian here. Bullet East Beast, sending two sister wives your way. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see if we can hit some of the smaller ones. Scoots is the Tinder Grinch. Yes. <laughs> um, morning guys, longtime podcast listener here, and you know, I know you all love our office fans. Was wondering if anyone has ever made the connection between Scoot's roommate being named Gill, just like Oscar's roommate's secret lover? Question yeah. mark. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What? that's 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 not his actual name. That's not we, his we just, name. We just, we just his name
2: is Jake, and we met him at the Big X golf scramble. Jacob. It was a good time.
1: Jacob. Jake, Jacob. No, I oh,
0: have a, fine with whatever. I have a friend Jake, so I have to differentiate between those two.
2: All right. There's two we didn't get to. John, yours, and then one about some allergy talk. Uh, or it was Leva, our buddy Leva. He says that he does raw apple cider vinegar with mother squeeze lemon and local honey. Uh, so there you can try that we'll, we can read that tomorrow Levi we're out of time everybody have a great Thursday NFL game tonight the Vikings travel to the Eagles I'd like the Eagles to cover although both teams a little bit banged up uh, good luck under, under season under season under hit big time for me last Thursday Vikings cover there you have it we'll find out tomorrow this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio with TJ Walker across okay. Justin Kalin thanks to Corey Price my truck
1: on fire and it down a hill and I still trade I
2: got an eight-foot bed that never has to be made You know, if it weren't for trucks, it wouldn't have tailgates I met all my wives in traffic
0: jams are just something women like about a pickup man